Hey, I'm Ariel. And I'm Melina. And you're listening to the AM and the PM podcast, where we basically talk about everything. So buckle your seatbelt because you're in for a wild ride. Hello, this is Melina. This is Ariel. And today we are so excited. We changed <laughs> our entire plan of what we were going to wow. talk about today because the situation warranted it. Um, we are we are going to be talking about Bridgerton today, um, but we will start with a praise report. My praise report is kind of um, selfish today, I guess. My birthday <laughs> is this month. Okay. I'm going to be 24. Period. And I'm excited about that. And it's actually during the week of the women's conference at my church, which you should come to, by the way, Ariel, so we can hang out. Mm, Okay. You totally should. Um, And that's exciting to me because I feel like there's no place I'd rather be than church, (laughs) you know, Mm. surrounded by people who love the Lord. And I love the women's conference too, because I walk in and I'm like, women are so cute. Look at all these (laughs) these outfits. And everyone's like, hi, it's so good to see you. So women who say like, I don't get along with women, why because women are great. <laughs> so that's my praise report but anyway yeah we're gonna we're gonna segue into talking about a man after all, all that i just said <laughs> right after praising women um although there are definitely women in this show to be praised so i guess um a major disclaimer is if you haven't seen bridgerton season one or two you should probably start stop listening unless you don't yeah. care about major spoilers ahead major extremes i will not talk about the season without talking about spoilers so you no. have you have the next two seconds to get off that's it okay all right so, <laughs> right so if you're still here we're assuming that you want to uh hear us talk about uh bridgerton i was just talking to joyce about this oh my god oh, we should have had her on here we oh my gosh that would have been so fun we'll do it for benedict season so shout out to <laughs> okay. joyce hey girl thanks for listening hey. um, <laughs> all right so where where should we where should we begin talking about this season and just the glory of of all of it okay so Hmm. I don't know. There's just, okay. I think maybe we should talk about like men written by women. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. because I've realized that I, all the like fictional men that I have like had crushes on or like become obsessed with yeah, are all written by women with the exception of Noah Calhoun from The Notebook because he's mm. written by men. Mm-hmm. But he's still very much up there on my right. top one of characters. So like, what is it? <laughs> like, I'm, I don't know what it is about. I don't know if it's because they're written by women. It's So it's like, oh, the women are gonna love this because mm-hmm. a woman wrote it. I don't know what it is. Maybe that's just the answer. Maybe it's because like a woman wrote their character so she would understand her audience and why yeah. they would love him. But I, I don't know. I think it is like what you just said. We kind of know what we want to hear. Like mm-hmm. I'll write, I'll be writing my stories and I'll write something really romantic and then I'll read it and I'm like, oh, <laughs> that was so cute. And it's like me, like I just wrote this. Right, you um, wrote it for yourself. <laughs> right, no, seriously, I definitely did. Like Jonathan Athanasios in my story, I literally wrote him because I was like, what is like the perfect guy for me at the mm-hmm. time? And then it mm-hmm. changed weirdly to a different character yeah. in the book. But anyway, um, I think that like 
books are an opportunity for us to verbalize like a lot of the unspoken because I think mm-hmm. they're in dating culture like for us like in this culture specifically it, there's a lot of like insinuation you know mm-hmm. um and it's like you should kind of know I like you by this action or I did this for you and it's you know it's it's definitely not as like romantic I think as you know this this time period or whatever when people were writing each other like long love not that people don't do that but I just think it's not necessarily as as common now and so I think that there's just something about like directness that's so sexy like it just is where you read it Mm -hmm. and you're like wow like you just bore (laughs) your heart on your sleep because when I when I hear stuff like this when I watch Bridgerton or when I read Mm -hmm. something that's particularly romantic I try to think about myself in real time like mm-hmm. hearing something like that or saying something like that like yeah you know would I show up at someone's house at three in the morning and be like you're with the wrong person like you know <laughs> doing shows. right like the answer is no I probably no. wouldn't Mm-mm. you know Mm-mm. but w- watching this kind of stuff I think it's like you get to live out that part of you that is like restrained by your mm-hmm. own self-control and your own fear um so I think I think that's part of it but it is just there's just something about it well also um Augustus Waters I want to add to the men written by men Mm -hmm. list Mm -hmm. that is actually really really a great a great guy but other than Mm -hmm. that it's there's a lot of me being like wow (laughs) (laughs) when it's written by a woman usually right (laughs) I mean because I mean our listeners don't know but I was live texting you. We were live texting each other the entire time. You were like an episode and not even a, yeah, like an episode ahead of me, yeah. maybe even like half of a episode yeah. Yeah, ahead of me. And like, it was funny because I felt like, because you had already reacted. I was like, oh, she already knows what I'm about to like be obsessed about. But then it was like, it was great because we both were just able to like scream about it together mm-hmm. double time. Like it was great. Um, but yeah, something Anthony just top tier this season, like compared to last season, phenomenal writing. They did great character development on this man because last season I could not stand him. He's really annoying. He doesn't know what he wants. He's literally just like, he said, let's duel at sundown (laughs) because your, your friend kissed your sister. Like what? Please. (laughs) Maybe I don't understand the Regency era, but like, <laughs> calm down. But like, yeah, this this season though, I was like, yeah, this is what good character development looks like. Mm-hmm. Like, he's just they made they helped us like understand him. Like, they helped us understand why he was the way he was last season. Why he avoided his responsibilities. Why he was so like hesitant and resistant to like really step into his role mm-hmm. because he literally had trauma <laughs> like literally couldn't handle the fact that his one dad died in front of him mm-hmm. Two, he had to like literally be forced into this role as like a dad and a son at the same time mm-hmm. which is a lot um like literally within like seconds of his dad dying they were like so what are we gonna do with the as body like a teenager like, yeah they're like, so what do we do? And they're like, he's like, what? <laughs> like, what are mm-hmm. we gonna do with his body? Like, who do we call? And he's like, um, huh? Like, uh, what? <laughs> what am I supposed to? What do you mean? Like that TikTok sound? But I'm 
just a baby that was actually he was just a baby though yeah and it's like let i don't even have time to grieve not at all so his character in season one made sense yeah i agree it's like it gave him it didn't necessarily like excuse him being like a Mm -mm. jerk season one but it gave him some more like humanity where you realized it's kind of like so I was listening to um the One Tree Hill podcast and they had Paul Johansson on and they were asking him about like the choices he made as an actor for Mm -hmm. the character of Dan um in regards to like how he treated Lucas and Paul said that the reason in his head that Dan did all the things that he did was because he loved Lucas and he he showed it in like very aggressive and bad and toxic ways but he made that like that choice in his acting to always portray it as like it's because I love you that I'm I'm doing this you know Mm. which once again doesn't excuse his like horrible so I was gonna say kind of in the same way he did to Nathan like he he treated Nathan like the same way but I guess it was just there was just a slight difference because of Mm -hmm. the situation yeah he like exercises love in the form of like control which is Mm -hmm. kind of what Anthony does as well and I feel like that is a lot more relatable and it also makes you ask the question of like what would I do in that situation Mm -hmm. like all of a sudden Mm -hmm. he's the man of the house like over seven seven yeah seven other children one of them one of whom is like not even born yet yeah Um, and he's supposed to have all these like answers to stuff that he doesn't Mm -hmm. have the answers to like just honestly just watching the scene where he watches his dad dies and kind of knows like there's nothing I can do to stop Mm -hmm. the situation is Mm -hmm. feeling helpless yeah Mm -hmm. and really sad and it really gives context of like no actually I'm just trying to protect Daphne I don't want Mm -hmm. her to be hurt by this guy and also I think partially it's like I know this guy yeah he's my friend so I know what kind of person Mm -hmm. he is I know he doesn't want to have kids and I know how important kids are to my sister yeah so yeah it's it it really 180 for me yeah season where I was but I could kind of feel it happening toward the end of last season I was like I'm gonna like him I can just feel it (laughs) I can feel his death and like me wanting to like Mm -hmm. him (laughs) yeah I think even even that like not just how he loves people but even his trauma with his dad and even like with his mom like affected how he viewed relationships and how he wanted like perfection because Mm -hmm. then if it was perfect then he doesn't have to worry about anything going wrong Mm -hmm. like even like I saw a TikTok about it where it was like he's listing like what he wants in like a wife and like he says something about like her having like birthing hips or something and like someone was like well that would make sense because of what happened with his mom when mm-hmm. she was giving birth to hyacinth where like there was something wrong with her like going into labor and everything yeah. and i was like wow <laughs> like trauma really affects like everything like yeah. the whole thing affected how he viewed love relationships like he like he said he wanted perfection and like and I, I, I guess I now talking about it is like, it makes sense because if it's perfect, then it's like, oh, I don't have anything to worry about. Mm-hmm. If, if she's perfect, then she, there's nothing wrong with her. She's gonna be able to have kids and not die. Like everything is going to be fine. Right. And I know that that can seem extreme, but I do think there are a lot of people who approach like relationships in that way of, I just need, I know I've definitely been in like relationships like that before where it's like, mm-hmm. I just need someone who fits 
like who checks off these boxes every single box yeah and, and just isn't it, it doesn't necessarily have to be love it just they check off a box yeah you know mm-hmm. and it's like sure but stuff could still go wrong that person yeah. could end up being somebody that you you don't expect them to be and also mm-hmm. like love is not I want to be clear like love is not enough to sustain a relationship long term but it is important in yeah. sustaining a relationship mm-hmm. so I feel like even in that Anthony became a little relatable especially because like they don't really directly talk about it but he's hurt by yeah the whole situation with I think like with Sienna from yeah. last season Sienna mm-hmm she was just kind of like, yeah, no, don't talk to me ever again. I'm going to be with this yeah. guy. And he was like, what? What about <laughs> us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So They really didn't touch upon it. That's so funny. Mm-mm. Yeah. But he doesn't really seem like the kind of character who would talk Who would want to talk about it anyway. Yeah. yeah. Who'd want to admit like, yes, that hurt me. That was a painful yeah. thing experience. No, that's true. He doesn't like to lose. So Mm-mm. yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, I liked how they wrote his character uh, this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, with Anthony, we have to talk about Kate. Right. Because Kate was great. Mm-hmm. She did annoy me at times. There were times oh, yeah. where I was like, please shut your mouth. <laughs> like, <laughs> stop talking. But I thought I thought they were a great great match great chemistry mm-hmm. off the charts astronomical every every from the moment the bee sting scene happened mm-hmm. I was like oh it's over for me I was I like oh like, it's over progressively slid farther and farther down my couch <laughs> like as the scene because I watched Ariel and I both watched the entire season in one day mm-hmm. like yes it was I went to bed late I even my parents got home late that day from um they were driving out from Myrtle Beach I got back at like 12 30 and I was in my room and when they came near my door I literally turned the sound down so that <laughs> no one would come into my room and interrupt me and be like hi I'm back <laughs> I turned it down to volume one and put on the sound <laughs> so I was like I must finish this episode but I can I literally imagine you wrapped in your blanket like shh please basically <laughs> yeah what is it that Harry Potter says I'm gonna go I'm gonna go to my room and pretend I don't exist or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's me. Yeah. Um, I the character, the depth that they gave her too, I feel like mm-hmm. I really liked it. I know you and I talk, have talked about how the older sister thing is really relatable mm-hmm. as well. It reminded me of like the song Surface Pressure from mm-hmm. um Encanto. And it, I also was annoyed by her, but then like the things I would be annoyed by of hers are actually things that annoy me about me I feel like <laughs> so like being a little too hostile sometimes when like that's mm. not actually how you feel you know what I mean yeah. like not letting people in and I think um yeah it's it's such an interesting dynamic for sure it makes me glad that my sister and I are far apart in age that there would never be like a guy that we'd both be interested in mm-hmm. that would be disgusting and illegal also yeah right your sister is literally a minor (laughs) no seriously but there's also that I think her and Anthony are both approaching like their respective situations with Mm -hmm. so much love um and that conversation she has with her mom in episode eight I think Mm -hmm. where her mom says something to her along the lines of like you don't need to earn love like when will you realize that you don't need to earn love that line like really really 
hit me mm-hmm. um because it's true like she's so able to see like my mom deserves love no matter if she didn't choose to marry the person that her parents wanted my sister deserves love because of who she is and blah 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 Eloise deserves love because of who she is but but not Mm -hmm. me like I'm the one person that doesn't it's like but yeah no but you do just because you exist and not because of anything that you could have done Mm -hmm. so yeah yeah definitely I could definitely feel the the older sister thing especially like sacrificing for others even if it means like you know you're alone <laughs> or like you sacrifice something for that you want um you know for because you love like your younger sibling that much like mm-hmm. I think even if it's not like sacrificing like the love of your life but like right. <laughs> you know that was pretty much like her thing like she was sacrificing Anthony but or, you know, wanting to be loved. But I think like, even as like an older sister, I just know that there are things that I, I sacrificed that, so that my, my siblings could like, I guess, enjoy things like, or be able to do things like, like I, like, I remember, like, I mean, I pretty much took care of my siblings from the time I was like 13, all the way into like senior year of high school. And then yeah, but then I went away for, I went on campus for, for college, but like, you know, those are like my teenage years, you know, your teenage years are when you get to go do all the fun teen things, like go out with your friends and like mm-hmm. all that stuff. I didn't get to do any of that. <laughs> like I had to be home, like with my siblings and like take care of them. And then, you know, as we got older, like my siblings got to do all that stuff. And I had to sit there and be like, well, it's okay. (laughs) Like, you know, like I was like, Hey, I sacrificed that for them. Mm -hmm. Like, because I had to take care of them. I had to be there for them. Um, so I, I totally could relate to Kate in that way, Mm -hmm. kind of like letting some things go so that your, your sibling could like enjoy them and you watch them enjoy it as well. Mm -hmm. Um, which can be hard, but I think, I don't know. I don't know what to call it. Is it pride? You kind of just swallow your pride about it. I don't know. I think it's like, it's, it's like a lot of selflessness, like to the Mm. point where it's like a little dangerous because selflessness Mm -hmm. can be bad in excess. Yeah. You you need to think about yourself. Like we were just talking the other day about how you should not love somebody more than you love yourself. Like that's Mm -hmm. extremely dangerous. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, I think that's really relatable I think there's also a piece of like um feeling that you're almost like a guinea pig in a lot of situations because you're the Mm -hmm. first yeah um for me too like my parents were really young when they had me they were like new to America as was Mm -hmm. I um and so I think there's a lot of like, especially when you're the first to go to college or the first of whatever, mm-hmm. like there's a lot of pressure on you to figure stuff out, you know, like, and mm-hmm. you're, you have to be kind of like three, three, 13, 30 steps ahead. Yeah. Um, I talked about this in, in, I think I might've talked about this on the podcast before, but how like, I, I never, I could never like ask for help with school work mm-hmm. because my parents mm-hmm. like didn't know how to help me yeah. um and so I didn't always know like I can ask for help and all this stuff and I just had mm-hmm. to like I got used to just figuring stuff out and yeah um, being the person who's like 
I got it. Mm-hmm. I got it. Yeah. And it's like sometimes a lot of times like no, I don't, I don't, I don't got it, you know. I don't. <laughs> um, and it's so interesting too, like in comparison to my sister who's so chill about so much stuff she's mm-hmm. like yeah, I'll just figure it out I'm like what do you mean just figure it out that doesn't make any sense to me and it, it, it makes sense to me that like I struggle with so much anxiety because it's like mm-hmm. so much of my head I was thinking about this the other day because I feel like the enemy always uses things that are good about us in like a, a and twists it to make it seem mm-hmm. like a bad thing yeah my thing ever since I was a little kid has been like I asked a lot of questions I've always been that person who just I'm always like but why like what if this were to happen I I love like a hypothetical Mm -hmm, and I think that's why mm -hmm. I love writing stories yeah and I was thinking about this yesterday I was like anxiety for me is literally just negative hypotheticals where I'm like Mm -hmm. but what if my writing sucks what if my friends actually hate me Mm -hmm. like what if this outfit is really ugly on me you know like (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, so kind of learning to like manage and balance that and like being able to accept things as they mm-hmm. just are and I think for Kate a lot of that was like well what if yeah marry somebody and then we don't get this money and then mm-hmm. x y or z yeah um, whereas Edwina was like I'm just out here trying to be cute and I'm just trying to be married right. <laughs> she literally was just like I just want to be married I don't even care who it is right yeah so yeah I like did not expect to relate to Kate so yeah. much but there we are mm-hmm. there we have it <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's why Kate and Anthony like match so well because mm-hmm. they understand each other like he said to Edwina I understand you and she's like do you love me which I was like ow right. but but like he actually understood Kate more I mm-hmm. think, or maybe he did kind of understand both of them. Maybe we can break that down a little bit, but I think he understood Kate on that level of like, we basic, our lives are basically like we sacrifice everything for yeah. everyone else because even when they're in the garden, <laughs> I'm just, if you know, you know, right? <laughs> and she's like, you know, you, you have to stop. And he's like, or what? Like we both do something for ourselves. And I was like, wow but also <sighs> it made sense yeah because that's that's literally their characters are doing everything for everybody else and like don't make any choices for themselves because every choice they make is dependent on how it affects everyone around them yeah and it's stuff that people around them did not ask them to do mm-hmm. so it's stuff that they just assume that other people yeah. around them need and then get frustrated when then their own own needs aren't met and I think that's like Kate's mom's whole conversation with her where she's like I I don't understand why it's so hard for you to believe that someone could love you and that is okay Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah that's true they're able to like see that in each other and I think seeing that in each other helps them to see it in themselves too Mm -hmm. like when I watch you struggle to receive love it makes me realize that I also need love as well if I can clearly see how ridiculous it is for you to feel Mm -hmm. that way then I could probably turn that inward and see like oh Mm-hmm. maybe I struggle with that as well mm-hmm. um so I I really liked that I completely disagree with the expression like opposites attract I think you do need to have some kind of some similarities some like, similarities yeah yeah and I think that they have some really good really important uh ones and I hope she continues to appear now that she like lives in I mean she has to she has to they literally are the viscount and viscountess right. <laughs> like they have to show up <laughs> right um 
but I mean, I think I did see something where they're going to return for season three. So it might be like a thing with, it might be like a thing with like Daphne where they kind of, you know, pop in and out Mm -hmm. throughout, throughout the episodes, um, which is fine with me Mm because I love them. Um, Okay. So with that, like talking about them, like enemies to lovers. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, how did we feel <laughs> watching it transpire throughout the season? I, uh, I mean, I feel like you already know my answer. <laughs> right? Yeah. I love enemies to lovers. It's my favorite. It's like my favorite trope. I think actually one of my favorite, like my, I really like enemies to lovers. I really like childhood friends to lovers. Sometimes in rare moments, you get childhood friends to lovers to enemies to lovers <laughs> and, and that really does it for me mm-hmm. or childhood enemies to lovers that's a good one mm. that's I feel like the cruel prince is childhood enemies to lovers but anyway okay. um I loved it because I think it's like when you when you hate I used quotes because right when you hate someone that much no you don't like no and <laughs> even don't. like even when it was like he was like why like why don't you like me basically he's like because you vex me and I was like but what has he really done that's made you this upset Mm -hmm. like when you try to when you break it down you're like he hasn't really done anything to like annoy you right she heard him having that one conversation but she already had feelings about him because she had feelings for him and so that's always like a sign to me of like something else is going on here like mm-hmm. it even I've had friends talk to me about like when they were dating someone and that person would always have like a ton of negative things to say about like one particular ex or one particular like other person and I'm always mm-hmm. kind of like they like that person like that's <laughs> what's going on it's not that they hate that person because mm-hmm. if that person's always on their mind and coming out of their mouth it's because they like them like, yeah you're just- thinking about them all the time Right. That's like really obsessive. And I think like love and hate can feel very similar mm-hmm. to one another. It's like yeah. almost like rage and fear. Like they're, they're very mm-hmm. like similar emotions, especially when you're trying to suppress it. It's like almost I'm angry at me because mm-hmm. I have feelings for you. So I'm going and to. And I shouldn't. Right. And I shouldn't. So I'm going to direct it outward because the it's I, a projection I, yeah. <laughs> psychology <laughs> it is I once heard someone say the opposite of love is not hate it's apathy I don't know who said that but I remember thinking like that's a really good point because when you're over someone you don't really talk about them when they come up you don't really care they walk past you you don't really care you could see them and be like oh hi and you don't really care you're not going home and being like oh my god like I just <laughs> I just hate that person so much you know? right um and so yeah, I think that's what's so like rewarding about enemies to lovers is that when they finally admit what's the obvious, like mm-hmm. you were saying this when you were rewatching, you can see Benedict and Colin and Daphne all being like, like what's what's going on? What's going on? Like this is not <laughs> this is not like, normal. Yeah, it's very rewarding to then mm-hmm. have them like it like be super close to each other, and then you can see like the truth. The, oh, truth, the, like, tension. the tension in their eyes and I love I think that's why I like season two more than I like season one too because I feel like it was more about like the build-up and the actual romance mm-hmm. part and less about like sex yes and like the subtleties like mm-hmm. 
like like when I was rewatching, mind you guys, I've rewatched Bridgerton twice, so don't judge me. I rewatched season two twice. I might watch it again. Who knows? You should. You totally should. But like I noticed in my rewatch that like there were just moments where Anthony was looking at her and I was like, <laughs> wait a second. I didn't see that the first time. It's like obviously the actor like mm-hmm. making these choices, but it's like there are moments where they'd be like talking and he's like looking at her eyes and he's looking at her lips and he's looking back at her eyes. And I'm like, wait, whoa, 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 wait. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I was, it's just like the subtleties like that, like him kind of like, you know, kind of looking at her every now and then and her not even like really noticing. Like, mm-hmm. it was like, oh, you see it. Like, it was just, oh, just, just great. Just great. I, I love small details like that. Yeah, I think it's like, even though it's the opposite of what I was talking about earlier with like really having detailed exposition about how you feel about someone, I think the subtleties can be really powerful as well. Cause it also makes you think in, in real life when you're having those moments where you're realizing like, do I like this person? There is a lot of that. Like mm-hmm. they use, they make such good use of like hands, hands, <laughs> like hands, like almost touching or like hands touching and like how that, <laughs> Like if you feel like you're in it, you can hear like the heartbeat, like yes. in the ear. And I'm like, these, mm-hmm. these cinematographers, this editing team better go off. Okay. Because so good. that is what it feels like when you are starting to like someone, even when you're starting to love someone, it's almost like you can feel them like it's tangible. It's, it's like, yeah. Like they walk by you and you're, you don't even have to look, you just know, like, I just mm-hmm. felt like a, like a like inside yep. of me, like when you walk by me, <laughs> you know? And I feel like they did such a good job at capturing yeah. that, that like almost, and I think also the the staring, a lot of that I feel like is like subconscious. It's not, I'm mm-hmm. trying to, I'm trying to yeah. stare at you because I want you to know. It's like, oh my God, that person is so beautiful. I don't know how to feel. And then you're like, oh no, she's looking at me. Like I, <laughs> I have to look away. Um, So it was good because it, it really, they did a good job of like, making you believe it like the body language was mm-hmm. there it wasn't just like yeah. we're saying that we like each other you're like no. yeah mm-hmm. you could tell like yes. you can tell yep wow <laughs> now I'm just <laughs> I'm reminiscing <laughs> I'm like yep like the the scene in the woods with the gun that, that had me that had me okay no words couldn't Someone- Someone posted like a like a dual screen or whatever you call it of that scene and the scene in um in the Princess Diaries two. Mm-hmm. The same thing happens at this yep. time. And I was like, oh my <laughs> god, you have a point. <laughs> There's a yeah. point that's being made here. Yep. There's just something no that- like this season was like written for the female gaze. Like it was, and I mean G A Z E, <laughs> not mm-hmm. the other way. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I was like, yeah, this is this is for us <laughs> because what? Mm-hmm. It was insane. The chemistry was insane. Yeah. Like, as you know, I was holding my breath every single, every, I told you after the bee sting scene, mm-hmm. every scene they were in together, I was like, like literally like, oh my God, what's about to happen? What's you about could to happen? feel it. And then, and then talking like, about it when he was like, when you looked at me and- Yes! Like, how did I look at you? And he's just like, <sighs> you're like, you know, you breathe. looked at me. And he's breathe. like, and how was it that I looked at you? And I was like, um, <laughs> um, you know, you know you exactly know. how you looked at me. 
<laughs> but maybe he didn't maybe he honestly maybe he didn't that's maybe, true maybe he was like I didn't look at you any type of way but she but I, she saw it I've read some stuff about that before because I, I I went through this phase where um I was obsessed with the show lie to me when it before her cancel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I was obsessed with like micro expressions and like reading about body language and um studies on that too um and even there's been like in a, a couple of months ago there was this trend on TikTok where it was like um the difference between like like women looking at you like out of the side of their eye mm-hmm. do you know what I'm talking about where it's like panic versus like yeah I'm into mm-hmm. It. Mm-hmm. yeah um and I've read stuff like that before about how I don't know if it's like necessarily like genetic or if it's socialization or if it's both mm-hmm. but women just tend to be better at reading social cues than men and reading like little that, tiny expressions that would make sense. Um, I think partially it is like socialization mm-hmm. taught to like with the eye thing I think we just get put in danger more often mm-hmm. so we have to be able to signal to each other like I'm super uncomfortable please come help me yeah. <laughs> um, or everything is good you don't have to come get me mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so it's very possible that he was like I didn't look at you any type of way just like boy <laughs> <laughs> right she's like no 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 but you did <laughs> <laughs> no you did you did you to me you looked at me away mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <sighs> it was just great like yeah and the dialogue yes on top of the body language the dialogue yes. like he has that conversation with her where he says like and it would not be far enough <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he essentially says like there's no corner of the world that you could go to that it would make me stop wanting you I said yeah yeah no, we're Do you done think here. there is a corner of this earth far enough that would stop this torment? We're done. We're done. If a man said that to me, I would probably stop breathing. I'd be like, <laughs> I'd be like, wait, what? Because that was the moment where he's pretty much being like, I'm obsessed with you. Like, yes. I really like you. And she obviously didn't think he liked her. So if a man said that to me and I didn't think he had any feelings for me, I'd be like, and then he continues and is like you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires and his (laughs) his face in that that in that whole in everything his facial expressions are just amazing absolutely amazing fantastic actors but when she's saying something to him about like you need to marry my sister blah blah blah, you need to go through with this i'll move away and his like the frustration on his Mm -hmm. face he basically like rolls his eyes at her like how how are you this (laughs) dumb that you don't realize that i'm in love with you that's what's going on even before that, when she's, he's like, oh, so what happens? Like when we get married and she's like, oh, I'm moving to India. And he's like, you're going to abandon your sister. And she's mm-hmm. like, no, she's going to be married. Like what? She's going to be fine. He's like, no. But, and he's like, strut. And she's like, dude, I'm lit. She's literally going to be fine. She doesn't need me. She's going right. to be married to she's you. Right. So <laughs> what is the problem? And she's just like, all right. And he's like, the whole time he's like, uh, and I'm like, wow, you're really pressed. It's so, I think that's partially why women have really liked the season too, is the idea of someone who's just like, so, like cannot help but being like <gasps> over you, you know what I mean? <laughs> and just not being able to like, there's an idea too, of like, I think, I don't necessarily believe in soulmates, but like someone who there. I do think that there are people though who you have like this just inexplicable 
connection with. I don't necessarily think mm-hmm. that's only one person. I think that can happen yeah. to more than one person. But I do think sometimes you're around someone, you're like, you're really nice. If you kiss me, that would be fine. You know. <laughs> and then there are other people that you're around and you're like, and you're like, oh my God. Like I'm on fire, like inside mm-hmm. of my heart right now. Yeah. And there's just no like logical reason as to why. And I think for both of them, it's so frustrating. It's like, why yeah. of all people, why, why do you do this to me? Yeah. You yeah. must stop. You must stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have to stop. <laughs> oh. oh, Lord. Oh, that scene, that scene too, where he, before everything pops please, off. The key, please go inside. Please go inside. <laughs> And it's like, he's just so like upset. He takes a step forward and he like cocks like, his head and he's like, go, go inside. In I said, I, I'm, this is me on my couch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I'm so stressed. <laughs> I got up and started stress pacing around the house. <laughs> I realized that in moments of like, like when I'm overwhelmed or stressed, I just freeze. So I was literally just on my couch, like, <laughs> like I didn't move. Like I was like, oh my God, what, what? And then boom, and my brain, everything left my mind. Like I was gone. Yeah. How did you feel? I mean, I know how you feel, but I think it'd be interesting to hear your your take on this. When they finally kissed at the end of what was supposed to be the wedding, how did you feel about that? Like it because that was what episode six, like the end of episode six or five? Yes, episode six, six I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. how did how did you feel about like that finally happening and like <sighs> tell them like the messages you sent to me? Oh my god. <laughs> Let me hold on. I need to go get my go Yes. Get my oh my god. Please. I, I need you guys to hear this. Please do. So this was me when they first, before they kissed. Mm. I'm so tired of being teased by them because like they're talking and I'm my breath is immediately starting to like pace up. And I'm like, no, they do this every single time. They do this every time and you get disappointed. I am not about to stress myself because they're not going to do anything. There's five minutes left in the episode. They're not going to do anything. Mm. It's okay. I will not be fooled this time. I will not allow myself to be stressed. And this was me shortly after. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> the, one time, the one time I actually just screamed, wow, 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 they're kissing, 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 wow! I feel like that could be a TikTok article. You should pick it one. <laughs> yeah, so, I was. What's going on for you there? Let's pretty unpack much. That. <laughs> Let's unpack it, shall we? Um, yeah, I think it's because for what this was, it was episode six. Mm-hmm. So for six, no, well, really like four, because they kind of started their their chemistry to me started around like episode two with like the bee sting. The bonnet, yeah. The bonnet, yeah. the bee, yes. Because <laughs> yeah. it's called bee in my bonnet, yes. <laughs> yes. And so for basically like four episodes, I'm sitting there holding my breath, giving myself a headache because I'm literally like, are they going to kiss now? Oh my God. Okay. No. 
and he's just like breathing and she's breathing and he's like right here in her face and he's like tell, tell me you, you don't care for me. me and I will walk <laughs> away and I'm like oh my god <laughs> say you don't care for me into her ear I said he's like and I will walk away and I'm no. like that's how no. you know it was like, written by a woman <laughs> it's written for the female gaze because the way if someone did that to me and you know I and you know I do care for you and you know <laughs> you, I'd be gone anyway continue <laughs> oh all of that was going on for like four episodes and so yeah. finally when after the wedding happens and you know Edwina's like I'm out of here and she's just like, they're just sitting, not sitting, but they're standing in the in the chapel. And she's just like, I just want to like savor this moment. Like, because, you know, after this, it's over. Like, I have to, you know, it's mm-hmm. goodbye. And so I'm like, nothing's about to happen. They're about to play us again. They're going to do this to me again. And so I'm just like, nothing's going to happen. Nothing's going to happen. Especially because all their moments like that would happen with like 15 minutes left of the episode. So I just like, oh, they do this every single episode. No, I'm not falling for it this time. Mm -hmm. I don't care if there's two more episodes left. I'm gonna wait. And then they got me. As Mm -hmm. As soon as I sent that voice message, they kissed and I was like, oh my, like all the fangirl jumped out of my body. Like I literally was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like I freaked out. And I think it's just because it's like, the buildup was so great. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, we were waiting. We were, we were watching them like pining for each other and like stressed out. And you're just like, you feel that tension. So when it finally just happens, you're like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, it was so like meaningful too, mm-hmm. I feel like. Whereas if they had kissed in like episode one or two, or even with yeah. like the B, the B thing that happened mm-hmm. in episode three, I feel like it would have lost its like how yeah. sp- how special Especially it was. Like if they turned it into like a like a forbidden affair kind of thing where it was just kind of them sneaking around and stuff, yeah. I probably would have been like, I don't like this. Right. But it was like the fact that they were they were actually trying to do mm-hmm. the honorable thing. They were yeah. trying really hard. <laughs> and it's like way too hard mm-hmm. <laughs> like the scene in the scene the the you are the bane of my existence scene yeah he gets he gets closer and he almost kisses her and then he he walks he yes he walks away when he like walks away and blows the air out of his i'm Shakes like his head god like you're trying so hard and that <laughs> that makes that makes it better for some reason that makes me want you to kiss even more um, <laughs> So I feel like oh that my was god, such a rewarding scene. And then I compare that to like season one where they're like married in episode five, and I said, "Wait, <laughs> yeah, what's happening?" It was so fast. Yeah. So it was yeah. good. There's something about like waiting for something to happen mm-hmm. that makes it like so much better. Yeah. When it when it does. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. So I feel like they made good use of that like yeah. my my distress they made a good mm-hmm. they made good use of it yeah no I I thought it was good even like even the wedding episode too like again when I rewatched it <clears throat> of course I totally don't know how I missed it when I was watching it the first time because it was kind of obvious but like when he's staring at Kate during the ceremony and like it pans out and there's no one else in the mm-hmm. room and she's in the wedding dress and I was like wow like 
even though there's a million people watching them to him he's like it's like nobody else is there but her <laughs> like it doesn't matter who is in the room like he is so like dead focused on her right and he's his head is like i wish this was you like yeah this should be you mm-hmm. I'm like then don't marry Edwina. <laughs> <laughs> if that's what you're thinking at the altar then yeah. maybe that's not good but yeah yeah no yeah I think that was you could like feel that whenever like one of them was in a room and the other walked in it mm-hmm. was it was that feeling of like ever no one else is here it's literally just you yeah um, and finally Edwina sees it for mm-hmm. the first time yeah like, it was her being like she nearly passes out <laughs> she- yeah she was like oh god oh no I'm like the bangles are what did it for you that's right that's what did it this is the moment yeah no she was definitely just I think she was just in the fantasy of like mm-hmm. Anthony that she didn't even think anything was going on like she literally was like putting them together <laughs> like yeah the whole time she's like no you guys should go hang out because you hate each other so like you can grow to like each other so it's easier for everybody and I'm like mm-hmm. ma'am yeah. no she told Daphne and Daphne was like that's a choice that you made. <laughs> it's an interesting choice for sure oh my do you think Edwina actually loved Antony like she said hmm I think, I don't, hmm. well, because I, you could argue that she loved the idea of him mm-hmm. because she was so like focused on being married, but like, I see it maybe as kind of like innocent, like puppy love yeah, kind of love. I don't think there was this like immense, like I'm in love with him. Uh-huh love because like even like how he like interacted with her how he like looked at her it was kind of more like he looked at her with like compassion like he would mm-hmm. his bad like he would hyacinth like his younger sister mm-hmm. like I didn't really and you know he was fascinated by her because again she checked off those boxes like his perfection box but it was never really love for him with her I don't think and if it was it wasn't romantic love right so I don't necessarily know if she I don't think she was like in love with him or like it was just kind of like oh my god this super handsome this viscount like he was like Mm -hmm. basically the equivalent of like a billionaire (laughs) like Mm -hmm. just kind of like oh my god he like is interested in me and he really likes me um like I can see why she would be like really like enamored by that yeah um I think they're the definition of like that couple who dates because they're good on paper but have mm -hmm. no chemistry yeah I remember there were couples in high school like that where I remember being like you guys are dating I've been in class with you for months like I (laughs) I would never have guessed you don't seem like you even know each other but it's like no but we have these things in common we have these friends in common but we don't necessarily like have those like feelings for one another I think I think also I think it is a little bit of like she was in love with the idea of him but like she was in love with the the person he presented himself as Mm -hmm. because if you think about it from her perspective he was super like 
intentional. Yeah. Super kind. He like hosted mm-hmm. her family. He stood up for her against her grandparents. Yep. Like mm-hmm. he was an honorable, respectful man. Mm-hmm. He was a gentleman. Yes, as he continuously <laughs> said the entire show. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that like that that I mean that's like the kind of intentionality you want somebody to show you. Like you want someone to treat you with like respect because passion isn't Mm -hmm. isn't good if if the person's like a jerk yeah there's if there's no respect there yeah yeah but he had a lot of that's a good word he had a lot of like respect for her and so I Mm -hmm. think she probably I would guess had never been in love and it's probably like oh yeah she was like 19 yeah I deeply admire you and I think that that's that's love so Mm -hmm. which is different from like lust which is what I think Mm -hmm. like Antony and Sienna had and yeah. it's like also not helpful but I think hers is like whatever the opposite side of the spectrum is mm-hmm. um so yeah poor Edwina I hope she ends up with the prince um. me too <laughs> honestly when she said when the the queen said that I was like they would actually be really cute mm-hmm. they'd be really cute together I really mm-hmm. hope that happens she like she's such a good actress too mm-hmm. the actress yeah. who plays Edwina because she does such a good job of like conveying I wonder how old she is in real life because she does such a good job of conveying like innocence and like mm-hmm. you look at her and she has no idea what's going on like she's lost in any situation she's just like oh that would be so nice yeah. you know um and I liked I liked that I liked that a lot and even toward the end of the show even though she didn't realize like what was going on she didn't she continued to retain like that mm-hmm. it didn't really change and I, I liked yes. I liked that I really like She's 25 the actress she better play this teenager yeah Amazing. she played her really well she did so the cast is amazing it was great the director was in their bag when they selected this cast. oh my gosh yes <laughs> yeah I like that they like diversified it (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I think in the books everyone is white so Mm. like for them to make her you know woman of color is great I think Mm -hmm. also sorry fun fact I learned via TikTok TikTok is such gives me such great information Mm -hmm. but like um Antony being obsessed with Kate's scent which Mm -hmm. is you know Oh, great, amazing, actually like would have made sense like historically because back then like no one bathed, like people bathed like <laughs> maybe like once, once a year, once a month, like maybe that. If you had money, you probably bathed maybe like once a month, maybe that. So like people were stinky, <laughs> okay? That's but, but in India, they pretty much like invented like daily bathing. So yeah. like she was smelling great all the time. Mm-hmm. So it makes sense why he was like, holy crap, I love lilies because she probably smelled the best out of everybody in the room. I'm sick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like her really family funny. was in there smelling bomb. Like, that's probably part of why he was like, holy crap. Wow. I would never have thought of that. But Me that, either. I learned that on TikTok. And I was like, that makes... That does, 
no that does make sense i think i just assumed it had something to do with like pheromones because there's that's what i thought too because we're like a, attracted to certain pheromones mm-hmm, more than mm-hmm. others and whatever but that makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. scent sense wow <laughs> that makes a lot of sense <laughs> yeah no it does though so i'm like oh that that makes sense that yeah. the connection wow thank you for, for sharing that with me oh you're welcome <laughs> But overall, I am very pleased with the season, but like they did a good job of um, making me like satisfied with the end of the season while also Mm -hmm. making me excited for like the The next, next the -hmm. next season seasons as well, like setting up enough of like Benedict's plot or like Colin's plot or like Mm -hmm. Eloise's plot to have me care. Like I care about all Mm -hmm. the siblings, to be honest. Daphne might be the sibling I care about the least but I I really do care (laughs) about and I think it'll be interesting because we've talked about this Benedict is so like his siblings are having like legitimate existential crises and he's like I just want to go paint and be an artist I just want to be free in my art I love art and I'm gonna do drugs and just show up high (laughs) to this family like I feel like his whole season is just gonna be vibes and then his plot is gonna be like I didn't expect to ever be serious enough to fall in love. I didn't know I was capable of those feelings and I'm really in love with this person and what do yeah. I do with that? Which mm-hmm. I'm excited about. It'll be like a little less angsty and probably a lot more like aloof than yeah. Anthony. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited for that. I just love like the three oldest like, <laughs> brothers. I feel like I don't need to choose between them because they're also great. So I- I'm, I'm kind of about Colin. I'm kind of like, mm. I feel like he'll give us like a nice friends to lovers plot. Though. I hope he's just he's just annoying sometimes. He I think he just says the wrong thing and doesn't yeah. realize he's saying it. Because I'm like, you didn't think before you said that to her. Like, right. you told her she wasn't a woman. Your pen. <laughs> you said, <laughs> but your pen, you don't count. Yeah. Yeah. No. You're right. You're right. No. You're right that was a bad hit it was (laughs) and then of course they're doing the miscommunication trope with you know her hearing him say I would never court you know Penelope Featherington like high school musical right (laughs) I think though he yes I agree but I think he has the honor that Anthony like almost wishes that he could have because Mm. I think he is like like with season one and like the whole Marina situation like I feel like he was willing to step in and be mm-hmm. like yeah and help her essentially in a situation that he didn't he didn't owe her anything really um so I feel like I don't know I think he has like he has like gentleman qualities about him mm-hmm. and that might make it an interesting season it might be like a little less chaotic and a lot more like what you just said like I'm just stupid and I don't know how to go about this but like I like you this is catching me off guard what are we gonna yeah. do about this I um, hope I guess like in the books like again because I'm obsessed with Bridgerton my whole for you page on TikTok has been mm-hmm, about mm-hmm. Bridgerton so I guess in the books he's like the worst like oh, good that's good <laughs> apparently in the books he's like 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 abusive vibes with like Penelope and I'm like oh but like apparent but like I guess the writers of the show are kind of like veering away from the books Mm -hmm. and like in some of their plot lines I'm like hopefully they don't (laughs) they don't keep that um 
because that that would be that'd be gross i would hate that right penelope has already been through enough granted yeah granted her shenanigans Mm-hmm. this season but I'm like I don't think she would deserve to be in a emotionally abusive relationship with yeah. the man that she's in love with mm, I, heard that, I heard that with Anthony the reason that they end up together in the books is because they're caught in like a compromising position or yeah like I don't it's like know a like marriage thing yeah yeah and I liked that they changed mm-hmm. that so hopefully they'll read the room and not make <laughs> ter- they don't seem to be like heading in that direction Mm-mm. I feel like he's like really no. trying to like be mature and yeah. mind his business. So we'll see. But I am excited for Benedict season. Yes, I love Benny. That's my boy. He's just so like cute and mm-hmm. so he's such like a golden retriever you know, <laughs> as like a person. <laughs> it's such a contrast, like with Anthony, yeah, where mm-hmm. so, like broody, like, like that scene where you know he's like you know, inviting her to go on the hunt or he's like, oh, you don't like need to go. And she's like, why? Because I'm a woman. And he's just sitting there like, mm? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's like, no, that's, that's not what I said. And she's like, okay, so what are you saying? He's like, uh, and Benny's just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I see what's going on here. <laughs> it's amazing. So I'm excited to see like what happens next and hopefully in the next couple seasons too, the other siblings will like get old enough to have more legitimate mm-hmm. like plot lines so that I can plot also lines, be- yeah invested um literally mm-hmm. by the time it ends like we're gonna be in our 30s be like, yeah maybe yeah to have our own children we're like oh you cannot watch God. the show it's inappropriate like, maybe when you're um, older right. <laughs> right when Mommy they go to bed have her time yeah because <laughs> you never know i was telling ariel every time benedict appears on a screen the way i have my remote <laughs> in my hand <laughs> to skip because i'm like i don't know what this man is about to do no he's know. definitely gonna keep us on our toes yeah um, i'm gonna watch in the comfort of my room because <laughs> it's always my dad walking in oh when there's a scene. that is the worst and he's like is this what you watch and i'm like yeah. <laughs> like the rest of the episode, I, i'm not a fiend i promise <laughs> <laughs> i promise like now you're questioning my character and i can't have that <laughs> so. yeah i am looking forward to the other seasons i'm hoping yeah. that they end it with the parents love mm-hmm. story because i think that is the final book i don't know it's like a prequel but it's the final book mm-hmm. and I'm like yes please close it out with Violet and Edmund give us yeah. the love story of the ages thank you so much and then have like a, a little montage or something like mm-hmm. at, the, at the very end of like all the moments yeah I'm ready I'm ready for it <laughs> that'd be so cute <sighs> okay so since we are both writers what would you say was like your favorite line or one of your favorite lines Mm, that's so hard I feel like I have three okay that acceptable that's fine it might be one of mine but that's okay they probably will overlap I I um I can't decide I think they're all good for different reasons Mm -hmm. um I really like the the first thing that had me actually screaming like the first line was um say you do not care for me because it was just like I love a moment of irony and it, it was just like the irony and all of it was just delicious where it's like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you do care for me and I know it <laughs> you know and you can't say that you don't care for me because you right mm-hmm. so that's definitely up there um the whole line about like 
there's no place far enough away from me mm-hmm. that you could go to free me from this torment. Yep. Amazing. But I think actually, I think this probably is my favorite line is when he tells her to go inside. And it's just because, <laughs> and I, I know it's so simple and it's mm-hmm. not necessarily like the most beautifully word, but for me, like weirdly enough, sometimes some of my favorite lyrics or some of my favorite lines are like the most simple, like things that you know worship songs that get me are usually the ones that are like really really simple it's like a very Mm -hmm. simple phrase I don't know what it is about that but it's like the fact that he managed to capture so much emotion with so few words and he's literally at that point he's he's literally begging he's begging her like get away from me because I cannot control myself around you any longer I have been controlling myself for so long mm-hmm. I need you I I need you please please mm-hmm. I need you to leave yeah it's like he's begging her but also like commanding her <laughs> and I don't know why I don't know why that did it for me but I was like mm-hmm. yes <laughs> I was like yeah he gave her two chances and she said yeah he said it twice this- she said you and your orders he said now I'm gone nope no <laughs> he's like oh well time to deal with the consequences <laughs> yeah so I feel like that is that was such a well-timed line he was like there's because it basically was like there's no more conversation that we could have that's going to no. change how I feel about you so you just actually just need to leave mm-hmm. or else I'm never going to be sane ever again <laughs> no what about you? Mm. I definitely loved the I am a gentleman lines because I was like, you're such a liar. It's okay. Mm-hmm. You're not. <laughs> um, like when he first is kind of like, you know, after he says, you know, there's no corner on this mm-hmm. earth that's far enough. He's like, you know, I'm a gentleman. And he's like, my father raised me to be with honor. And he's like, you know, if I marry your sister, we'll be connected for eternity. He's making and good that, points. No, and I was like, this is valid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's basically just kind of like, and every day I'm going to think about you while I'm married until I literally can't do it anymore. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. there's that. Um, I really loved, I love the go inside line. I really liked Kate's line when the bee sting happened, when he was like having a panic attack. And, you know, she's like, I'm f- like, I'm, a- I'm okay. Like, it's just a bee. Mm-hmm. And then like, she like puts her hand, <laughs> puts her mm-hmm. hand and like places his hand on top and like moves her hand on his chest. And she's like, it's just a bee. And mm-hmm. I don't know why, I don't know why, but I was like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in, you got me. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's because like she was just like calming him down during his panic attack or like, I don't know what it was about that scene, but that was it for me. Well, you want someone who can be there for you in times of difficulty. It's not just all about like the happiness and the pining and the whatever. Like you Mm -hmm. need someone who when you're having an anxiety attack or you're having a meltdown or you're feeling really low was able to be like, hey, it's okay. And I think the the beauty of that moment is for the first time she put aside this like enemy facade and was like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. it's just a B. And it's like, and she could have delivered that line like, it's just a B. Right. Why are you freaking out? But she was like, no, it's it's just a B. Like, look, like I here's my heart beating. I'm okay. I'm okay. 
and then even in the next i think it's the next episode where he's like oh my father was he died because mm-hmm. he essentially had like an allergic reaction to it being. yeah and her face and she realizes yeah. like oh that's that meant, yeah mm-hmm. um so i think for me that that's probably why that scene is so impactful it's like yeah. the kindness behind mm-hmm. it it's kind of like when like in the enemies to lovers trope when one of them calls the other like a nickname and then they're in danger and they call them by their actual government name and you're like hmm like when kate got into the horse thing the accident mm-hmm. and he's like he like gets really distressed and he calls her kate and i was mm-hmm. like i i <laughs> i was like i'm not well um oh and then my last line that i really loved was when he basically proposes to her in mm-hmm. the garden during the fireworks and he says i know i am imperfect but I will humble myself before you because I cannot imagine my life without you. And that's why I wish to marry you. And that's it. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean you're not a poet? Let's stop lying. <laughs> Let's stop with the lies. <laughs> like, what, what else are you supposed to say after that? Yes. Like, oh, and let's not forget when he says, is that a promise, Katani Sharma? Because that one also was a bonus. I was like, I didn't even know that was her name. That's what one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was so good. The writers were in their bag. They were I, in An honorable mention to the scene with him and Gregory in the study when he says, like, your father was the best man I've ever met. Yeah. And he essentially, like, apologizes for not being like, as good of a yeah. brother as he should. I thought that was really, really sweet it was really sweet because I feel like in that moment he realized like I did not get to have a childhood and I want to make sure that that doesn't happen to my brother and my Mm -hmm. other siblings um and then that scene where they all dance where they all have that little family I love that oh it's so cute it's so good it's like yes uh, this joy in the midst of sadness this is really prophetic like prophecy (laughs) it just is so Uh, yeah it's like a good it's such a good show like it's really really it reminds me of even though very different Jane the Virgin like mm -hmm. well written the plot is well thought out and as like especially as a writer it's stuff you can really appreciate of like you're not just doing this because of the shock value or whatever it's like this was intentional this was building up to this and it's so, it's just so rewarding. I ended it and I was like, <laughs> like I was laying in my bed and I was like, I'm not going to sleep now. Like, I- yeah. no. And just to like, see them like in love and like, I guess like I missed it, but I guess their honeymoon was like six months long. They were like gone for like six months. So like when we see them at the end of episode eight, like they're literally coming back from like their honeymoon and they're still just as obsessed with each other. And I was like, period, as you should be. They need that much time to recover from oh. <laughs> all of the pining they did. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. <sighs> but yeah, so I was like, and I guess that's like how they're written like in the books too, that they're just like always all over each other and everyone just kind of like, oh, okay, there they mm-hmm. go again. <laughs> Which I'm like, that's love it. Love that. Yeah. Well, 
this has been this season. I'm probably going to rewatch it again at some point. Like you I'm said, probably going I'm going to have to because I feel like the first, I mean, when you watch so many episodes back to back, you're bound to miss something. Oh, yeah. Because I would, there would be points where I would literally be stress pacing like in my house. Mm-hmm. And so I probably missed a look or a touch or yep. a line or something mm-hmm. when I was screaming. Yep. Um, like, I don't think I could quote one line from the season <laughs> they kiss because I was literally just distressed <laughs> the entire time. <laughs> um but yeah um this has been this has been I'm really glad that we derailed our other plans to have this yes yes conversation. I'm glad that we are um interested in the same things so we can yes. share moments with one another mm-hmm. and I feel like we're always freaking out about the same yeah the same couples too, consistently yep. Mm-hmm. So I know I can count on you. <laughs> we'll both freak out like an equivalent amount, and that's what you need. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, you need that. You need someone to share in your joy. Yeah, but do we? Is there anything we missed that you wanted to to touch upon or share or comment on? I mean, we talked about pretty much like all the best moments, but I didn't know if you thought there were like some moments in the season that just like weren't needed and doesn't necessarily it could be Kate and Anthony or Kate and Anthony related but like it doesn't have to be but like was there anything in the season that you're like eh, I didn't really care for that yes the cousin Jack plot <laughs> yeah yeah I was like first of all ew that's yeah. one mm-hmm. second of all this whole love triangle with the daughter the mom and the, and the mom. cousin no, no we're not doing this this and you couldn't this. even really call it a triangle because what was her name prudence that was the sister that got tricked into it i don't remember her name i think that, her name that could be it yes yeah prudence was like pretty much bamboozled into it and just went along with it like mm-hmm. Her mom was like, no, just say that he touched you. And she's like, okay. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like, oh, yeah, 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 that happened. Cool. I'm going to get married now. I don't even care that it's my cousin. And I'm like, okay. I didn't care when she yeah. was like, yeah, I, whatever. Like, I tricked you. Get out. I was like, I don't care. Like, I just didn't care the entire time. Mm-hmm. I didn't I, even, I felt nothing. I was like, oh, okay. Good nothing. for you. Except for, like, the only Featherington I really cared about was Penelope. Like, when she would appear, because I'd be like, what is she doing now? What's going on now? What's going on? Right. What is she up to now? Another thing I thought was unnecessary was Colin visiting Marina. I don't understand why they did that for her to only appear once. Yeah. Like, like, attitude, like, as he was walking out. Um, Yeah. I didn't know if it was, like, it was, like, they were trying to close that plot hole. I mean, that plot line for him maybe but I was like you didn't you didn't have to I guess like I was like we know that you left so you could like rediscover yourself you went away for like a year and came back cool I don't know if it was like for his character development to like I guess close that chapter but I'm like I feel like the chapter was closed when she was like married off to this crane guy (laughs) so yeah and there didn't feel like there was closure because she was like, she was basically like, I don't need you. Like, I have my yeah. and my kids. And I was like, this just, I feel like this, this just made the situation worse, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. So I was kind of like, I probably could have done without that scene, that emotional scene. Yeah. Cause I was like, who is this for? I mean, I guess it was supposed to be for him, but she basically was like, I don't even know why you came back here. Yeah. Like, there was nothing to discuss. 
because I also don't think she like loved him. I think she was using him very much as like a yeah end. Mm-hmm. So for her, it was kind of like like what you just said. I actually don't know why you're even here. Yeah, and why we're having this conversation right now. Like I was just trying to marry you so people didn't think I was like hoeing around. (laughs) 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 That's what was happening. Um, So, I mean, I'm glad to see her and her little twins doing well. Yeah, they are. Living their best life with the plant man. Right. But the Colin part of it, I was like, I could have lived without this. Yeah, for sure. What about you? Are there any other points you feel like were not necessary? Yeah, I didn't think the Featherington plotline made any sense. I was like, I don't, I guess we have to care about them because of Penelope, because Penelope ends up with, with Colin. Um, But like them as like a family, I think it's also because like, they're like rivals to the Bridgertons Mm -hmm. because they're like neighbors. And so like Lady Featherington, Featherington is always like upset about the Bridgertons, like, she mentions it a few times like in the season where she's just kind of like oh yeah like the Bridgertons they have a scandal now like she's just like really hype about it and I'm just like I mean I guess but like lady there is no competition (laughs) like like why are you so pressed yeah yeah it's just hard to care about Mm -hmm. any of them that's not Penelope and it's mostly yeah. because she's Lady Whistledown mm-hmm. and because of the Colin plot so you care about her as like an extension yeah somebody else one plot I did like that wasn't the main plot but was uh Theo and Eloise mm-hmm. I love I love yes. Eloise I really do because I'm like I get it and I feel like this would probably be me <laughs> in your shoes and I just love like the it's like the like the the princess and the pauper a little bit like that Mm -hmm. that storyline like yeah aladdin and jasmine like i Mm -hmm. like i do like that plot yeah like society tells us that you know we shouldn't be together because of status but like i actually really like you and i don't know what to do about that and sometimes i'm really a jerk about it because i have this like privilege mindset and i don't Mm -hmm. know how to act around you Mm -hmm. and she also is very much like boys are disgusting And then she meets this guy who has like all the same thoughts as her. And she's like, wait. Right. She's like, that's when she's basically telling him that she likes him. She's like struggling. (laughs) She's like, "Um, do you think of me? I was like, that's so relatable. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Do you think of me when you're thinking your thoughts? (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Love it. It was so cute. I love that. which makes me wonder if like they're gonna switch up her plot line with Benedict's because Benedict's plot line in the books is that he basically like falls in love with someone of like a lower status Mm. and like in the books Eloise gets married to Philip Crane but in the show Philip Crane is married to Marina so I'm like they must be switching something around because mm-hmm. that would be weird right not so. impossible but would be weird yeah I'm like are they gonna like kill Marina off like <laughs> if you're gonna do that because that's weird could or are you allowed to like were you allowed to remarry like in the regency era I feel like men probably were no men probably could women probably not so much yeah but men probably could 
Well, I guess we will see, but mm-hmm. I, I do I do like her as a character a lot. Other than that, there's nothing else that like really stands out to me. I was very caught up in the Kate and Anthony. Yeah, same. I was but, more focused on Kate, Edwina, and Anthony and all of that drama right. and the tension. Honorable mention, Daphne and the Duke's baby. He was very cute. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah Peanut. Uh, thank you for that so i just want every <laughs> season to produce more and more babies yeah just show us more more kids as the, the show goes along right so we know that they're going to be future bridgertons to continue mm. the legacy and that's all Sorry, I need. that just reminded me of another kate and anthony moment yes and then she's basically like asking him to dance because she's like, well, this is going to be like my last dance. And like, you know, I just had a head injury. So, you know, people might think that I'm like unstable. So like, you're maybe you're the first person, you know, I, you know, saw. Mm-hmm. And then he does a thing where he like puts up three fingers and he's like, how many? And she's like, three. And he's like, actually, you're wrong. And I was like, ah! Like, I was like that was so cute! It was so cute. It was, so I, it was cute because it was like he has a sense of humor it's mad cute but then people who read the books also said like it could have just been like a clue to how many kids they were gonna have yeah because they have four kids in the book and i was like period right i love, love it that. either There's way i love a it comfortability between them i think for sure he's kind of like and he he's like if i make you laugh like it'll make you a little less mm-hmm. nervous they're just <laughs> love Perfect, it delicious and now we have like so many more seasons for them to give us like all the other kinds of tropes because we mm-hmm. had like the fake dating into actually loving each other trope then we yeah. had enemies to lovers they could give us another enemies to lovers i am not who am i to say no <laughs> <laughs> you know as long as they're giving us the build-up and the tension like they did before why not right so i'm excited um i and it's it's funny because my historical romance coming out hopefully sometime soon is like I was like oh this is kind of kind of reminds me of Bridgerton not really mm-hmm. it's like supposed to be set in like the late 1800s but I'm like oh so timely like, <laughs> like, freaking out over Anthony Bridgerton and like <laughs> writing this period piece mm-hmm. like, but anyway so be on the lookout for that but my inspirational quote from the day is an Anthony Bridgerton quote it is uh you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desire simply because if somebody said that to me, I would pass away <laughs> immediately. Like I would go to be with God immediately. Mm-hmm. So agreed, especially the way that he said it. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was yeah. just so like I wish I didn't have to be saying this right now. But I'm gonna make <laughs> it so painfully clear for you to understand exactly what's what's happening between mm-hmm. us right yeah. now. Like oh, to be the bane of someone's existence. <laughs> <laughs> And the object of all their desires. Mm-hmm. Like, what more do you want? They didn't do anything else. They could have been like, roll this, roll the credits, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that was perfect. A plus, amazing. And that's all I needed to see. So. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. So I am glad that we got to do this. This has been so fun. I hope yes. that we can continue to do like other show movie like mm-hmm. talks because I feel like that's our half of our text messages is us like watching yes. something or re-watching something and freaking out mm-hmm. about it like when you were re-watching Jane the Virgin you kept texting yes. like because I love Jane and Raphael mm-hmm. Raphael gives big 
man written by woman energy. I don't know oh, if it was. Absolutely. But he for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Per- perfect. <laughs> perfect. We don't even have to say moments. We're just we already just yeah. Per- absolutely perfect from start to finish. But anyway. So um we will see you next time. Who knows what we'll be talking about because we have plans, but you know. Okay. Something might change it up. We never know. What, what might pop off between now and the next time? <laughs> yeah. We film. But this has been AM and the PM. We will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.